Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Adair Prayer's Morning Bible Study. I'm Luke Charles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the various things that you placed inside of our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the people you have placed there as well, Lord, that you have placed there for our benefit, Lord, and for their reproof, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the people that you have put in our lives to help guide us, Lord, and to help encourage us to walk in what you have for us to do, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit and that he's the guide for us, Lord, to lead us into all truth, Lord, and to lead us into your will and your plan for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we get into another episode of our study of the book of Ephesians. We're in chapter 5, continuing with verses 15 through 21. So whether you're just joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take as much time as needed to read through that section of scripture and then return just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. And at this time, we are going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, I promise. Well, we left off the last episode talking, reading off the last couple verses of our section of scripture. And we were talking about how that us being wise and us dabbling in sin isn't necessarily actually doing the sin, but also not doing what the Lord tells us to do. Fast forward, going to verse 19, where it talks about sinking moldies in, in our heart when we don't pay, te- pay attention to the Lord. We're just doing something automatically. And on our off time, we were talking about being on autopilot pilot practically. When we're doing that, we can't allow the Lord to move in us. And the Lord reminded me of, for example, if you're inside of a hot climate and you're wearing a thick sweater, you can't allow the heat to escape the same applies here if you're trying to remain uniform inside of what we would think is religious and what's right we won't be able to allow the lord to move and you can see that today and how a lot of times we're asking the lord to move but we don't see that because we're more so focused on a routine instead of allowing the lord to move through us if that makes sense and also what does being Religious, the Lord reminded me of the Pharisees and how it said that they cleaned the outside of the cup, but the inside was dirty. And how a lot of times we like to think of them as heathens as, and as that we can never become a Pharisee inside of that manner. But we also fail to realize that what the Pharisees were doing, they're more so focused on tradition rather than obeying God. We read inside of Second, sorry, 1 Samuel. With Saul, and where God said obedience is better than sacrifice. And how a lot of times we like to think of, well, I'm doing this for you, God, and we read inside 1 Corinthians, 
1 Corinthians 13 that if you do all these things but you don't love God or the people around you, then it won't really matter. And how for two... If we're too busy trying to focus on tradition, well, that'll become our God instead of the Lord. You see that with the Pharisees again. They're, the Lord wasn't their God. They're more so focused on the accolades that they were received from the people because they were, seemed, they were deemed religious and high and smart, I would say. But as we talked about in previous episodes, being smart is not the same as being wise. Mm-hmm. Being wise is when you allow the Lord to minister to you and through you. Wisdom is not just when it's applied, when you're being benefits, when you're also blessing others. We read that again inside of 1 Corinthians 13. Dad? Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I enjoy that you brought those those points up, right, mm-hmm. for a number of reasons, eh? One tie-in with what we were discussing in the previous episode about essentially being sober-minded, right? She says, do not drink with wine, don't be drunk with wine, excuse me, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit or the Spirit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's a couple things that we need to, to recognize in this. One, what's dissipation? Drunkness. Um, uh, oh. What is it? Were you, were you going to promise? I was going to say, um, I haven't looked at that word yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. dis, uh, dissipation also refers to a state of being out of not control but not mentally aware meaning that when you see the word and saying they're dissipated it normally refers to when something's knocked and somebody's knocked unconscious or they're not consciously aware of what they're doing or they've done something (laughs) to such an extreme that they no longer can feel their senses are dulled essentially okay are you ready for the for the definition Yes. yes you can still look it up later i encourage you to do so it says this. It's a noun. It is the act or process of dissipating, as you said, LaCharles, the state of being dissipated, which refers to dispersion or diffusion. Also, dissolution or disintegration, as in a wasteful expenditure, intemperate living, right? Excessive drinking. Or two, an act of self-indulgence, right? This This is exactly what Paul is describing, well, the Lord through Paul is describing here. Why? Is it because the Lord's against drinking? No, because he drank wine at the Last Supper. He drank wine, but it was also part of the culture and the covenant, right? So it's not about the drinking part. We should monitor that, right? Everyone has their own. I'm not going to say you can drink or you can't drink. That's between you and the Lord and whatever he says. But for us... Let's understand a few things as it pertains to, to dissipation in this definition. Because also the placement of where this falls, the scripture and what he's saying and what he's encouraging us and exhorting us and how to live matters, right? Yes. This precedes 
what Paul then gets into, or the Lord through Paul gets into about marriage and the church. So we talked about this in a previous episode. What happens when someone consumes drink, uh, alcohol? They're mentally impaired. Not just mentally, but physically. They are not alert. They are not sober, right? Isn't that exactly what is described in 1 Peter 5.8? We're encouraged, right? To be sober-minded and alert. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. So then it says what? Resist him, standing firm in the faith and in the knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Okay? Yes. Now, this traces all the way back to the garden. Let's understand that. What was the assignment given to Adam? Tend and keep the garden. Tend and keep. Do not eat. Said another way was guard and govern. I know of no one in the military that would be allowed on watch to guard and or govern or enforce. That also means protect. Protect, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. No one would be allowed to do that if they were not in the right state of mind. If they were, in fact, inebriated, they would be hemmed up for that. What does him, that's military talk. <laughs> it is military talk. <laughs> for they would be going through NJP or non-judicial punishment, which means they would be Corrected, there would be consequences and penalties, Mm -hmm. severe trouble for that. Mm -hmm. So, let's understand this. So, the be alert, be sober-minded, means we are to pay attention to guard and govern, because that's exactly the assignment the Lord gave us. He gave it first through Adam. But we still have that today. He said, occupy until I return. In order to occupy, Mm -hmm. I still have to guard what's already been made available Right? And I have to govern or enforce the laws, right? As ambassadors, the laws, the rules of the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes, sir. But if we are not doing that, if we are in fact dissipated or not sober minded, then according to the definition, what happens? There's self indulgence. We're disillusioned, Allu- we're, we're impaired, and subject to being devoured by the adversary. Yes, and it does what? It permeates throughout everything. Do you understand that? Yes. Isn't that exactly yes. what happened with Adam and woman in the garden? Yep, that sin touched. They were deceived. Their entire life was the, their entire their entire and affected, and the world was changed. The world, the entire by earth, their sin by one act. But let's also recognize this because it says he encourages not to be dissipated, but be filled with the Spirit. What was it about Adam? It says specifically about Adam, but we know that it's both. What did they do in the cool of the day? Walked with the Lord. Okay. And the cool of the day is describing the wind or ruach, talking about the, well, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So we need to be, he's saying this is, this is wisdom. This is how we walk in wisdom. Walking with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, which we see Paul, or the Lord through Paul, state 
in a number of his epistles or letters to the church throughout the world at that time. But it still applies to us today. And only when we are truly doing that, right, and, and can we actually go into the fullness of the Lord, right? When we, when we are being led by him, then we can speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody, but it also goes into giving thanks always for all things. Well, what are we told about even when we encounter various trials? Count it all a joy. Mm-hmm. Count it all a joy to rejoice when you encounter these things. Yeah. Well, how can we rejoice if we don't understand what's happening? And what the Lord is doing and how he is working in and through that thing for us and for those around us as part of refining. It's still a blessing, right? Because we come out looking more and more like Christ, being conformed to his image, yes? Yes. But if we're not sober-minded, if we're not alert, if we've allowed the enemy a place, our foothold, to dissipate, evil and wickedness and to distort our view not walking in wisdom or walking in demonic earthly sensual wisdom how can we experience all that the lord has for us and then won't it affect the next part where he begins talking about our relationships with each other and first and foremost with the lord right he says marriage is like christ and the church Understanding the structure that the Lord put in place, right? You should love the Lord your God and love his people. So he's telling him, you need to do these things, right? Walking in love, walking in the light, walking in divine wisdom. So we can bring about what the Lord is doing, his marriage, being his church, his body, and his bride. Did everybody get that? Yes, Dan. Okay. Anyone else have any other comments that they want to, something they want to share? Go ahead, Promise. Very quickly. When we're talking about seeing, talking to each other in hymns, it's not talking about speaking in Christianese, but being so in tune with the Holy Spirit that the Lord is able to minister to us individually, but ultimately together as the body of Christ. We see what the... For the listeners, what is Christianese, sir? Um... More so speaking inside of cliches, I'd say, and what is common inside of Christians. So can I, can we define it? Just real simple. Christianese is religious speak. Terms, right, that are typically used in religious circles. They may or may not have the full weight and understanding of what is meant or what the Lord means by it. Okay? Yes. Does that work for everybody? All yes, on the same yeah. page? Mm-hmm. All right. Please continue, sir. And how that when we're so in tune with the Holy Spirit in such a way that the Lord's able to minister to us individually, then we'll move forward as the body of Christ. And the Lord reminded me of something that happens that we see this commonly with the paper towel. Once you put it inside of a puddle of water, that water's going to start going through the paper towel. It's not because the one part is working by itself and... It's just doing what it's doing, but because everything is working individually, but together as a group, so the water is able to go up through the paper towel, and as a result, it will eventually get wet. And how 
this applies to us is we shouldn't be trying to there's a saying that we should be as a group but we shouldn't be such a group that we can't the lord can't minister to us individually we read about with the body of christ it shouldn't be just a whole bunch of eyeballs and a whole bunch of legs <laughs> but it should be equally balanced in each one functioning in the role that it should be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the lord has angels like that right that are eyes full or wheels eyes. upon wheels right which are just full of eyes right Yes, but not legs. Exactly. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we I'm just, just talking don't about know the eyes part. Ooh. But that goes to the last verse, right? Uh, the, for this section. Verse 21. Submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Right? Yes. Isn't that just like a marriage? Which is what he gets to next? Okay. Well, a marriage can't work unless we're unless both parties, both people, the the man and the woman, are both individually submitted to the Lord, and then together continue that of both being submitted to the Lord. Charles, what do you have, sir? As you were speaking, promise, the Lord was reminding me of inside of um, verse 19, and that it's not only just talking about being in tune with the Holy Spirit, but he's also referring to how we're supposed to be giving thanks to the Lord always. Our speech should be encouragement and should be thankful to God. We see that inside of chap- or, um, earlier verses where he says, give up all foolish talking and coarse jesting, meaning that we should be giving up all things that don't glorify God. And that's something, Mommy, that you often talk to us about is that we should be, everything we should be saying and doing should be glorifying God. Not just our outward actions, but what we say as well should be in line with what he's saying himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that the Lord is pointing out to me here is that he's also talking about using the various gifts that the Lord has given us for his glory. Um, We see here he talks about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, making melody, and how those can be traced to various gifts that people have. Um, and I know we've talked about it before, gifts of the Spirit, gifts of the Son, and gifts of the Father. These are gifts of the Father. Um, things that the Lord gives you that can't be taken away, but that you can and you should be using for the Lord. And how he's saying to use those things as well to glorify God also. Meaning that it's not just there for our purposes, for what we feel like using it for. But it's there so we can go and give God the proper glory that is due to him. And which we see um, is continued inside of verse 20 giving thanks always for all things to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ and then finally inside of verse 21 we see him saying submitting to one another in the fear of god and for people or for humans on the whole it's a bit hard to submit to other people you want to be the one in charge the one who's on the top and how what the lord was showing me was that when we're all submitting um to each other then we should be truly submitting to christ because that's what the lord asked us to do it's not because these people are so much better than ourselves or just because we want to serve them. It's but we're doing it because that's what the Lord asked us to do. By asked. He you commanded mean, us to do. Okay, sir. Let's let's not downplay that, right? Let's yes. Just when we say it, let's have a full understanding of what's said. That's our heavenly father. So when our when a parent asks their child for something, it's not really an ask. Yes. It just said nicely right respectfully Hmm. not that i'll say our our parents necessarily need to needed to show us respect because they're our parents right 
Yes. yes. We are there to, as children, to respect and honor them. But yet, that demonstrates the Lord's love towards us, right? Yes, yes. Dan. Okay. So, let's just understand that in full. There's just further proof and demonstration that he loves us. So, he will ask as opposed to breathing fire and <laughs> commanding us, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Please continue, sir. And how we're doing that because that's what the Lord commands us to do. And that's the ultimate reason that we should and are doing what we're doing is because that's what the Lord has for us. It's not because we feel like groveling or doing what um submitting. But it's because as the Lord commands us to do, we see that with Jesus, he was washing the disciples' feet. I don't think because he personally liked the smell of dirty, unwashed feet himself, but because that's what the Lord at, told and commanded him to do. But mm-hmm. for Jesus, the commands were the same as being asked. It was his delight to do it. And we should have the same aspect and attributes in our life that what the Lord commands us to do is our delight. That's what we delight to do. Amen. Amen. Demonstrates our love back towards him. Right? Yes. And we can only give that because he first loved us. So we're just reciprocating that back to him. Demonstrating our love, our faith in him, and that our hope is in him by our obedience. So, amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, and your truth. Lord, we ask that you'll continue to minister to us, Lord, as we go to work, as we go to school, or wherever it is that you're sending us, Lord, that you will minister in and through us, Lord, and the people that we encounter will encounter your love, Lord, the love that you have for them, Lord, and your grace, your compassion, and your mercy, all your goodness, Lord, that they see you when they look at us, Lord, and they give you the glory and the honor that's due your name. Lord, we thank you for your infallible word, Lord, that it's always true, always has been true, and it always will be true, God. And we just thank you for the strength that it gives us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.